Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new message, which is titled, My Refuge, My Fortress, My God. This message continues in the Summer in the Psalm series, and the text for this message can be found in Psalm 91. However, for this first episode, Pastor Chuck will actually begin in Matthew chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them to Matthew chapter 4 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. Welcome to Rebuild Fellowship, whether you're online or in person. I'm so thankful that you are here with us today. I want to bless all of you here today with the joy of the Lord. Hopefully you have experienced a measure of his presence. The Lord told us that he makes known to us the path of life, and in his presence there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I hope you got a measure that is leading to his measure, which is fullness. I hope you got a taste that would lead you in to really experience his fullness today. My name is Chuck Reed. I have the honor and privilege of being the lead pastor, but I like to say the lead servant of this beloved body of believers. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of the Lord. But by the grace of God, Ashley, there go I. For the surpassing love that he had with me, for the abundance and richness of his mercy, Royers, the Lord saved this wretch like me. I once was lost, now I'm found. I was blind, my sister. God has now given me his eyes to see. Oh, I'm so thankful for the goodness of the Lord. I'm so glad that you are here today. Jamesia, I'm not a superior theologian. I can't break down every jot and tittle of the scriptures. But what I do know is, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, if I had to introduce myself to you as the way I preach and teach God's word is, I'm a life and light preacher. Because I know I was once dead in my sins and trespasses, but God made me alive with him, Miss Hollenbeck, Mr. Hollenbeck, because of the love and the mercy that he had for me and each and every one of us here in this room. So I've been given life and life abundantly in him. And I'm a light preacher because there was times and there's still moments of my life where darkness tried to consume me. But the word said, the Lord said that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and that the Lord has delivered me from the domain of darkness according to Colossians and brought me into the kingdom of his marvelous son, which is only light because in Christ Jesus there is no darkness. There's only light in him. And so my brothers and sisters that may be here for the first time, I just want to tell you I'm a life and light preacher, which means I preach victory in Christ Jesus. I don't preach you to stay down. I preach that he got up. And because he got up, you are literally and figuratively and spiritually right now standing by the grace of God. Even if you don't know it, this is a tangible expression of him showing his steadfast love to you that you are physically, literally, figuratively, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically standing on the goodness of God right now. Oh, I'm just a life and light preacher. So today I want to equip you. We've been going through the Psalms 
uh, over the last almost two months now, we've been going through the Psalms. And uh, we have two more messages. We have this week and next week. And I want to start from Matthew, but I want to lead us to a famous psalm, Psalm 91. And I'll tell you what the title is going to be for a second. I'm going to do this as quickly as I possibly can. Because I want you to go on in the strength of the Lord today and be encouraged. Matthew chapter 4, if you're there with me. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. We have it also there from the screen. I'm going to read verse 1 by myself, and then I want you to read as a corporate voice together, verses 2 through 11, right? Matthew chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 1, and then as a corporate body, we're going to read aloud verses 2 through 11, and we'll put them on the screen for you. Verse 1 reads, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. You now read, starting in verse 2. That joke are relentless, ain't it? be seated. In Luke's account of this, Luke chapter 4, verse 13, it says, when the devil had ended every temptation, every one, my sister, he departed from him until an opportune time. Here's what I want us to build off of today. We call this our cornerstone thought for this message. The one who triumphed for you is and forever will be greater than the one who tempts you. <laughs> oh, Miss Terrence, you hear that? Listen, listen, the Lord says, watch this, the one who triumphed for you is and forever will be greater than the one who tempts you. I want to give you a few observations from this passage very quickly. I want to talk about the wilderness. 
Three observations from that passage. I just want to give you real quick as we just skim through this and we're going to get some good because I want to prepare you and equip you for the battle that has been ongoing. I don't know if you know this or not, but we have an enemy who continues to try to devour the saints. And it would seem like he has more points on his scoreboard than we have on ours. But we all know the devil is a what? So there's three things quickly I want to show you. First of all, I want to point out to you the wilderness. The wilderness, watch this, for the believer is not a place to worry. It's supposed to be your place to worship. In our wilderness, we've been doing a little bit too much worrying, trying to act like we don't know what God up to. But the Bible says the Lord led, the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. The children of Israel had to go through the wilderness to get to the promised land. And in that place, the Lord said, I want you to serve me. Oh, go back to Exodus chapter 2, 3, and on going on through there. The Lord says, when I bring you to the place of wilderness, I want you to serve me. And in one verse, he says, I want you to sacrifice to me. In other words... I already delivered you out of bondage. I'm leading you to blessing. Why would you think I would do something different now? First thing, wilderness. I want you to see that. And in the wilderness, it should teach us a couple things, a few things. It should teach us in that moment that we need to seek God. It should teach us that we need to serve God. And most importantly, or collectively with those two, we need to trust God. Second thing, observation out of those 11 verses is the word. We got the wilderness, then we got the word. We need to speak God's word in the midst of adversity and uncertainty. His word, as I mentioned earlier, is always a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. What was the divine weapon that the Lord himself used in the midst of the enemies advancing? It is written. And he didn't say it in his head, he said it out his mouth. And what the enemy will want us to do is to shh. And when we get in church, that's the first thing we do most often. And the loudest ones, we think crazy. We think, oh, and then we categorize. They the Pentecostals, they the Charismatics. And then all the while, you being silent and the devil whipping your head. He don't want no other part of you but to whip your head. Because the battle is in your mind. Because ultimately, he's still running the same play. He wants you to doubt and distrust the word and work of God. Did God really say? If you are the son of God, he's nuancing that a bit because he knows he's talking to Jesus. Not Adam and Eve in this moment. So it's not did God really say, he said, no, 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 no. I know your identity. Do you know yours? Saints of God, do you know that you're a citizen of the kingdom of God? You are royalty. The Bible says you're an ambassador. You got the Lord's authority at your fingertips. So we see the wilderness, we see the word. We got to start talking, y'all. 
we got to start speaking some stuff. Do you know, and I'm generally speaking, I understand fully that there's a clinical or medical side to this. But I think a sizable percentage of the depression that we experience is because we don't audibly speak God's word in the midst of adversity or uncertainties of life. I get the clinical part. I know that I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about generally speaking, we can significantly decrease the weight of what we feel when life happens if we will begin to release the word. It is written. Here we go. The third thing I want to show you is worship. We have in those, we got the wilderness, we have the word. And then we have the worship, and that's to adore God in the midst of the good, bad, and unknown, because God is and forever will be faithful to his people and to his promise. We have to not only stay committed, we got to stay connected. It's not, a, it's not solely a good thing just to stay committed to the Lord. You got to stay connected to the Lord through his people and with his people. Oh, the church is going to get her honor back. I'm going to die trying. I'm going to tell you that right now. Somehow, some way, the church is now classified as other. Devil is a lie. I remember when the Lord started this whole thing out, the church was the center of the community. And I'm going to die trying to make that happen again. Not that I'm God, but I just know his word, and I've come connected to his mission a bit, and I have this understanding that we are the lights of the world. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. Is, is this helpful? Now, here we go, Psalm 91. Y'all ready? Here we go. Britt, is this all right? We good? All right, here we go. Psalm 91. I just got two verses. We're probably going to read some more in a bit, but I just got two verses. Here we go. Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2, reading from the English Standard Version. Here we go. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. If I had to preach from a title today, if I had to just give you something to hang your hat on in this moment, I want to preach from the title, My Fortress, My Refuge, My Fortress, My God. My Refuge, My Fortress, My God. Last time for the Holy Ghost. My Refuge, My Fortress, My God. King Jesus. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel.
Please join us on our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message, which is titled, My Refuge, My Fortress, My God. Thank you.